This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 577. Are you feeling called to help others? Here are five steps to get started. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. You might already know that I help coaches, therapists, other servant leaders to master powerful, positive psychology models so that they can have a greater impact with their clients and get paid well to do it. Here are five steps that I use in my certification program that will help to get you started. I really wanted to share this with you today because I find so many servant leaders Coaches, therapists, speakers, authors, thought leaders, influencers, who just feel called and compelled to do this work, to really help other people and to improve the lives and relationships of our fellow human beings on the planet. But then they end up doing it as a service project, and they have to have their day job in order to support their ability to really go out there and help people the way that they feel called and compelled to do. The good news is you can combine your calling with the way you make your living. And there are some specific ways that that happens. I feel that I have been able to do that in my life, in my practice. So that's the context around these five steps. And I do provide a certification for positivity practitioners. If you want to learn more about that, just go to liveonpurposeradio.com. That's the name of this podcast, liveonpurposeradio.com slash certification. And that will take you to a page that will describe what we're doing there for the certification program. And you can get involved if you'd like to. But my purpose for today's episode is to share five specific steps with you that I have found to be so powerful in getting started if you're feeling called to do this. So let's jump in. Step number one, turn your brain on. Now your brain's always on, okay? Even when you're sleeping, your subconscious and all of the mechanisms that are working, even when you're not conscious or aware, your brain is always on. But different parts of your brain do different things. And your brain's main two jobs, if I can be so simplistic, are to keep you safe and to prove you right. And both of those get in our way all the time. Because keeping us safe has to do with perception and anything we're not used to, our brain is going to tag as a potential hazard or danger if we're not used to it, if we're not comfortable with it. 
And so our brain prevents us sometimes from taking bold and courageous steps forward with what we feel called and compelled to do, but it doesn't seem safe for whatever reasons. Now, your brain does this whether the threat is actual or whether it's perceived. As long as your brain perceives it, it kicks into protective mode because it needs to preserve you to live and breathe another day. It's doing its job, but that gets in our way sometimes too. And then the second thing is to prove us right. This is called confirmation bias. And as soon as you settle in on a belief or even a thought, your brain will work overtime to provide evidence to you that you're right about that. So if if you think, for example, oh, I can't do that, that's too hard. Your brain will work to provide evidence to you that, yes, in fact, it is too hard. And so we stay stuck there. We want to get our brain working for us and not against us. Now, the fight or flight part of your brain that is primarily there to keep you safe and prove you right is at a lower level. There are higher levels of cognitive functioning in your brain that are housed primarily in the cerebral cortex, up in the, the prefrontal area, for example, is where higher cognitive functioning happens. Problem solving, reason, goal-directed behavior, intention, all of that is a higher function of your brain. But when the limbic system, when that primitive brain is kicking in, it actually redirects blood flow away from the thinking part of your brain so that it can preserve your life and prove you right. Knowing that, we can do things to get our brain turned on. And that's why I put this as step one. There are very specific things you can do. Taking a deep breath, for example, when you are considering a new idea, like launching your coaching business, for example, or reaching out and joining Toastmasters or the National Speakers Association because you feel that calling to do it, while you're considering it, just take a moment and breathe. Nice deep breath in through the nose, hold it, and then out through the mouth, nice and slow, kind of like you're blowing out birthday candles. When you do that a few times, what it does is it redirects some of the blood flow in your brain. It allows you to turn your brain on, the part of your brain that can help you to solve the problem. If we stay in our limbic system response, all we're going to get is fight or flight or freeze. Can you relate to that? This is brain science. And there's more that you can do there. But the point is, let's get your brain turned on, working for you and not against you. This implies also taking good care of the equipment, eating a balanced diet, getting adequate sleep, regular exercise. All of that has to do with taking care of the main control center of everything, your brain. Now, as we get that brain back online, let's go to step two. I invite you to notice your why. There is a reason that you are feeling called or compelled to do something that may be bigger or a higher level than whatever it is that you're doing. I think there are so many people 
who are living lives of quiet desperation, or they have already given in to the thought that maybe this is all there is for me. Because our brain is trying to stop us from taking a risk that might not even be that big of a risk. I already explained that part to you. There are reasons why you, specifically you, feel called and compelled to help people at a different level. And not everybody feels this. There, there are things about you, your personality, your background, your history, whatever trauma you have experienced in the past. We've got a little saying in the National Speakers Association that your mess becomes your message. And that is so true. You think of the inspiring speakers that you have heard and how they all have a story. And that story has a hard part in it. Their mess becomes their message. It's the way that they can step up and share their brilliance with other people who may be experiencing similar things. There are reasons why you feel called. Notice that. And try to get clear about what your why is. I have to tell you, a few years ago, it's been about six years ago now, I was listening to Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He's a brilliant neurosurgeon correspondent for CNN. He goes around the world and reports back on health issues. And he's also still practicing neurosurgery. Well, Dr. Gupta was speaking to a group of us in a Bravanel Hall in Salt Lake City. I still remember this was October of 2017, and he had just returned from Puerto Rico, where he was reporting on a devastating hurricane that had come through. If you remember uh, what happened back then in the island of Puerto Rico. And during the Q&A, somebody asked Dr. Gupta, what is it? that is the most disturbing thing that you've encountered out there. Now, this man has reported on natural disasters like earthquakes and hurricanes, but also wars and other things that the pandemic, things that have impacted our society in some profound ways. And that was his question. What is the most disturbing thing that you've encountered? Well, Dr. Gupta responded fairly quickly. He said, it's the unnecessary death. Now, he immediately clarified, we get it. People are going to die in a hurricane. He was just in Puerto Rico that same morning. We, we understand that's part of the deal. What's tragic is people who die after the fact, unnecessarily because they don't have access to food, water, medical supplies, the things that they need to survive. And even more tragic than that, all of these things exist in containers, on ships, in the port, on the island. But there is no distribution process to get it out to them. Dear listener, I know that the principles of positivity that I teach in my practice save lives. I know that. I know specific people whose lives were literally saved. And not only that, it saves and enriches key relationships. I know this. How many people are out there dying, either literally or figuratively, because they don't have access 
to the things that I already know. I have to get it out to them. That becomes a moral imperative for me. And that's when I launched my YouTube channel. You may be familiar with Live On Purpose TV. We have over 400,000 subscribers at the time of this recording. And it's a distribution process. This podcast is also. That's how we get it out to the people who need it. So I share that with you because I want you to just consider where am I? What is my why? If you are clear about your why, you will be able to do all of the difficult and sometimes arduous hows that are required, especially if you're feeling called to help others in a way that you don't currently perform. There will be some stretching. Now, the next three steps that I'll share with you, I got from Amy Lemire. She is a member of a mastermind group that I attend right now with Michelle Villalobos. And she gave a little training to us on sales. She gave me the next three steps in the context of her three A's. And I'll invite Amy to come and be on the podcast at some point, because I think you'll enjoy listening to her. Here's the, the step three, which I got from Amy. And the first A word, which is attitude. This is all about managing your energy. I teach in my, in my practice, in all of my coaching programs, I teach a positivity model that I developed through my clinical experience over decades. This positivity model helps us to see that our circumstances are neutral. Our energy around those circumstances depends on two processes, how we judge our circumstances, I call that evaluation, and how we move forward to use whatever our circumstances drop in our laps to create what is to be. And that doesn't exist yet. We haven't created it. But we've got a really great imagination and we're always predicting. Well, that prediction, which is imaginary, <laughs> affects how we feel. And energy precedes outcome. So uh, on step three, as I list attitude for you as step three, remember, attitude is not how you feel. Attitude determines how you will feel. It's just like in an airplane. And I've shared this example many times here on the podcast and on my YouTube channel that attitude is an aviation term. And it means the position of the plane relative to the ground or the horizon. It's position. My son, who is a pilot, told me attitude doesn't tell you where you are. Attitude tells you where you're going. And in a very similar way, our psychological position toward our circumstances determines how we feel. And that is the energy that we carry moving forward. It's crucial. And it's more important than whatever your circumstances are. I know as I'm sharing this with you that you have circumstances. I know this. I do too. My son has cancer. I just slipped a disc in my lumbar vertebrae. Uh, these are my circumstances. It is what it is. And that's just the weather report. 
It's just like getting up in the morning and, and hearing, oh, it's raining today, or it's snowing today, or it's sunny today. Okay, that's nice. That's the context in which we get to do our day. And your circumstances are simply the weather report. Your attitude or position toward it is what changes the energy, and energy precedes outcome. Let's go to step four. This is the second A word that I got from Amy Lemire. Activities or actions. You can use either A word there. You have to do it. I get stuck sometimes in my own magical thinking. I think if I build it, they will come. No, you actually have to take courageous action to do the things that are required, the activities, the outreach, the calls, whatever it is to put yourself in front of the people that you are going to serve. And I I was reminded of this recently. It was right after Amy gave us the training in our mastermind group when I had set up an, an event for certifying positivity practitioners. And again, if you want to check that out, just go to liveonpurposeradio.com slash certification, and you'll see a description there of what we're doing, some testimonials of people who've been through the program. Well, we had one of these coming up, and I still had some open seats. And I was thinking, well, the seats are open. Somebody will come and fill them. When Amy reminded me, um, you actually have to reach out, contact those people, invite them. Oh, yeah, makes sense, right? There will be activities and actions that you get to do in order to accomplish what your objective or your intention is. So that's step four, take action. Step number five, and this is the third A, accountability. Get a coach. Coaches need coaching. I hire coaches and I pay a lot of money for my coaches to keep me on track. And it's not that I'm working for my coaches. They're working for me. It's my intention, but we get stuck sometimes in our own thinking. Just like I told you with my uh, activities step, you know, I thought if I build it, they will come. Well, we actually get to take courageous action as we move forward. And accountability is what can help you to actually do what you have declared and follow up and get support. So get a coach, join a mastermind group, find an accountability partner. Remember, this is not just about you. For you to step up and fulfill what you are feeling called and compelled to do blesses and enhances and enriches the lives of those you serve. It's not just about us. What happens to them if we don't step up, if we don't take that courageous action? How open would you be to exploring this? With me, I told you I'm doing a certification course. And at the end of this three day certification, you are certified to use my models, plus, you get a full year of support from me. I don't know if I'm your next coach, your next accountability partner, but if this is resonating with you, take action. I shared with you one website, uh, Live on Purpose 
radio.com slash certification. That's where you can learn about the certification program itself. And also, you can get on a call with me or a member of our client experience guide team, people who work with me, to determine whether this is a good step for you. We'll set up a half hour and just have a private call with you. Go to liveonpurposeradio.com slash schedule. It's the same URL for either one, liveonpurposeradio.com slash practitioner. Excuse me. Let me restate that. It's the same URL for either one, liveonpurposeradio.com slash certification. If you want to go to the sales page and learn more about it, or if you're ready to get on a call with a member of our team, use a slash schedule with the same URL and we'll get you on our calendar. I hope you find this helpful. And if there's someone that you know who could use this, will you please share this episode with them? We've heard it. It's time to do it. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.